Hey everybody, welcome to Heidi and Tony Explore Cleveland. A podcast all about Cleveland and fun things to do. We go exploring. And we go eat. We eat lots and we enjoy it. So join us as we share these experiences with you. And we hope that these experiences inspire you to enjoy the great city of Cleveland. Tony and I just started recording. So let's point out that we have not recorded in at least three weeks. Yes, we we have not. We took a three-week break. Yes. Because Heidi was on vacation in Peru. I was. And while we were recording, recording, a couple things happened. One... We left the screen door open because it's a beautiful day. Yes. And my neighbor's sump pump started going off as distraction in the background. Right. So we got through that. We were recording a little bit more. And then she starts knocking on the door. Because she can't open her cheese puffs. <laughs> that she bought for her dinner. It's in, a, it's in a plastic container that you have to unscrew the lid. So she couldn't do it. Paul couldn't do it. But man my, hands. My man hands were able to get them open no problem. <laughs> So then we sit down, we re-record, and I look at the audio, and I say, um, we're going to have to re-record. And I was like, no, we're not. I'm like, we didn't change the microphone. <laughs> and Such I'm like, a rookie mistake. Right? And I'm like, okay, thank God we're only 17 minutes in. So, And I feel like only three of those minutes were usable. Probably. <laughs> You're probably right. So you wanted to mention... Mandy. Mandy lives in Fort Wayne. Okay. Works with my sister. Mm-hmm. And she visited Cleveland after listening to our podcast. So did she plan her trip because she listened to our podcast or was she already planning to come to Cleveland? I'm not sure, but I think it was after listening to the podcast. That is so awesome. Yeah. So she visited the Christmas Story House. Okay. The Greater Cleveland Aquarium. Okay. And the Cleveland Metro Park Zoo. A couple questions. Yes. You might not know. Okay. But these are out to Mandy. So Mandy, maybe you could reach out to us on social media and answer my questions. Right. Or email us. One is, did you stay overnight at the Christmas Story Airbnb? I don't believe she did. Two, did you get obsessed with the live feed camera? Ooh, yeah. I'll have to ask. She probably didn't. And did you pick up the phone at the Christmas Story House? Right. Yes. I hope she ate at Grumpy's, too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because you got to eat somewhere. My sister did ask about some places, and I didn't want her to feel rushed because she had a one-year-old with her also. Oh, yeah. Grumpy's might not have been the right place. So I did suggest the Winking Lizard Okay, is kid-friendly. Yours truly is kid-friendly. Oh, that's so, really kid-friendly. Yeah. So those are those are those were a couple places that I suggested she visit while she was here. So I'm not really sure where she went to eat. Though. Well, that's fine. Those are Cleveland locations. Oh, so. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thank you, Mandy. Yes, Mandy, please reach out. We'd love to hear how everything went. Yeah. And then if she has suggestions of maybe a place that she did eat that maybe we should go and check out. Yeah, for sure. Right. And then Morgan uh, reached out to us again. Yes. 
which makes me happy. And she said that she can hear us. Thank God. <laughs> Finally, somebody can hear us. I know. And that she's still planning to come to Cleveland, too. So I'm hoping that she also lets us know on social media or via email how her trip to Cleveland goes and what all she experiences while she's here. She added the art museum to her list to yep. visit. That's what her email said. Yeah. So So I wanted to talk about the art museum. Go right ahead. Couple follow-ups on the art museum. One is, as Tony said, I was just in Peru and I visited some churches that were in Peru. And I feel like now everywhere I go, whether I'm doing a podcast episode adventure day with Tony or if I'm traveling in Peru, I'm in podcast mode. And so I'm constantly in the lookout for all the things that we mention on our podcast. I'm like, ooh, I could mention this. And I was telling Tony, even Paul says after he uses the restroom, he'll say, there's a changing table in the bathroom, something to (laughs) report on. The other thing I wanted to mention is while I was on the plane, I had downloaded the Andy Warhol Diaries from Netflix. And I found that to be a very interesting documentary about Andy Warhol. And it just, again, reminded me again, because we'd just seen some of his pieces at the art museum. Right. I'd be interested in going back, you know, since that place is for free. Right. I'd right. be willing to go back and, you know, take a deeper look at some of his art just from that perspective of the documentary. So and maybe some of the stuff that we missed while we were there. Yes. <laughs> you know, since I'm all hangry while we were there. My cousin said that she cracked up during the entire episode. I'm sure she was envisioning me being hangry and complaining about those college kids. Listen, (laughs) when I listen to our episodes, I am laughing most of the time. I I think we're hilarious. (laughs) So when I was just on this trip, we did a lot of traveling via car rides. And I was telling Tony like how narrow the roads were and the switchback mountains and Some of it was pretty scary. And I said, you know what I did to calm myself down is I put our podcast on. (laughs) So I'm in a vehicle with other people and people are wondering what the heck I was cracking up at. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I'm just remembering a part of the conversation I edited out or something we said. I went on the winery. Can't talk today. (laughs) Winery. The winery trip with my sister and her friends. And on the way back home to her house, we put in the not fully edited version of Great Lakes Brewing Company. Yes. And I think my sister was embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) Probably at how drunk I was in that episode. Yes, because I was like, she turned it on and and it was very loud. She was like, whoa, turned it down. I was like, uh, she was really drunk. <laughs> so, and I don't, I don't even think she listened to the whole thing, to be honest with you. Well, because before I edited it again, it was pretty obnoxious. I was telling Paul, I'm like, oh, there's this whole of Laverne and Shirley bit that I asked Tony about, and we both agreed it reminded us of Laverne and Shirley. And he was like, oh, that would have been fun to leave in. And I was like, yeah, it was way too obnoxious. I don't know. There were a lot of obnoxious parts in that that episode. So that episode, we actually went to the brewery tour 
and recorded all in the same day, which we typically don't do. No, we don't. And we recorded another episode before that. Yeah, the art museum, which also I feel like you can tell that I'm starting to get a little bit more tipsy. Right. And she that that day she kept saying, I'm so glad you come to my house. I'm so glad you come to my house. Because I feel like I don't worry about drinking then. Like I Obviously. have nowhere to go. So I just kept pouring the chocolate martinis. They're so easy to make. Uh, and they're so easy to drink too. And while we were on the tour, don't forget, we were drinking beer on right. the tour. So we were drinking beer on the tour. We came back here. We drank the martinis. Yeah, it was just a lot. It was it a good was. thing that you came here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because I just was very free-flowing in my pores. Oh, you were. Yes. So anyways, we did another adventure. Yes, our latest one. Yes. On Mother's Day. On Mother's Day, which... Is going to sound a little unconventional. Very much so. But. Especially for people who listen from out of town, I feel like. Yes. But it was very pleasant. Oh, it was. I do want to correct what I just said. It was very unconventional because we weren't there to visit anybody in particular or to pay respects to a family member or somebody that we knew. Correct. Not that we were disrespectful while we were there. I don't know. I visited some people that I, I knew, not personally. <laughs> well, we visited some famous people. We did. But the fact that we went to Lakeview Cemetery, and if you're an out-of-towner, you may think it's a little bit odd, but this actually is a destination to go to if you are visiting Cleveland, because there are some things at the cemetery that are of interest. People from out of town visit this cemetery quite often. Right. The farthest that we knew of somebody visiting mm-hmm. was from somebody from Turkey was there while we were there that day. Right. And there were people from Texas, people from North Carolina on the day that we were there. Right. And we know this because they have guest books inside the Memorial buildings and, that we were in. Right. So the James A. Garfield Memorial was there. And for those of you who weren't good history students, like myself. I wasn't very good either. <laughs> but they tell you this stuff while you're there. Right. He was our 20th president. And one thing I didn't know about President Garfield was that he was assassinated. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah. He actually grew up, I believe, in Cuyahoga County or somewhere in Northeast Ohio. He I grew believe up... he grew up in Menor. Okay, so maybe not Cuyahoga, but Northeast Ohio. And when he died, they created this memorial for him at Lakeview Cemetery. The construction started in 1885. It opened in 1890. So it's a rotunda, and when you go into the building... There is a giant statue of President Garfield. Yes. And there's also in the rotunda, there's um, like on the ceiling around it, there are 30 gold wreaths. And those 30 wreaths represent each of the states that were currently in the union at the time of his presidency. Correct. And then I believe that there are also four angels that represent directions north east south and west and they are 
representing people who are mourning the loss of the president. Is that yes. what they rec- Yes. Okay. Represent. And so when you go in, you can walk around, fully around the statue on the first floor, and then you can walk up these steps very much like an, a lighthouse, the steps yes. were. Very much so in the way that they were spiraled and in the way that they just kept going up. Yes. <laughs> and going so, up. And, and they're narrow on one side and... Yeah, a little larger on the other side, right. but still hard to navigate up the steps. Yes. I would not say this is at all handicap accessible. Oh, it's not. But all. again, it was built in the 1800s. Correct. So we have to keep that in mind. So when you get up to the top floor or level, you can again walk around and look down upon the statue located in this rotunda. There's an outdoor observation deck, but it is closed currently due to construction. Yeah, they're concerned about the safety of the building and the safety of the balcony that's up there, I think. Correct. Because of how old, again, the building is. So when you go down to the lower level of this building, you can see the casket of the president. It has a flag draped over it. The casket of his wife laying next to him. Not like in the ground, just- fully visible. Two caskets that are visible. I do want to point out there are bars fully surrounding them also. Though. Yeah, you cannot you can't get, get close near to them. the casket. Right. And then in front of the caskets are two urns, the daughter of the president and his wife and then her husband are in the two urns in front of their caskets. Yes. So it was pretty surreal to see the casket of a, an American president. And I yes. believe they said this is the only place that you can actually see a casket like this of any of the presidents. Yes, the only place in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Right. So that place was a little kind of somber, like especially when you go downstairs, it said that, you know, it says be respectful, be quiet. I was going to point out there is a sign down here, Tony, to be respectful. And there is a bathroom down there. Yes. There's also this really cool painting that school kids did. Yes. That I think details his life. Yes. Let's point out, too, that we did get a map while we were in the Garfield Memorial. And also there was a man there to answer questions and kind of tell you a little bit about what you were seeing. Right. We should also point out that this memorial is open May through September. Wednesday through Sunday only from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. So they do have a donation box where you can drop in whatever you can. You know, if it's a dollar, let it be a dollar. But it's to help maintain these historic properties that are on the cemetery. If you can give a little, please give a little. So we also grabbed this map. Now on this map, It shows you two different entrances, but it also tells you that there's 285 acres of Lakeview Cemetery. It has a list of legacies. Examples of those legacies are Fannie Mae Lewis, Councilwoman and Civil Rights Activist, Carl Stokes, the first African-American mayor of a major city, Michael Stanley, American singer-songwriter. If you're from Cleveland, you know who Michael Stanley is. You know, if you're from Cleveland, you know 
all of these people that I mentioned. Elliot Ness. <gasps> we forgot to go to, we did see, not Elliot go Ness. to see Elliot Ness. We need to go back there. Yes, we do. And Elliot Ness, like we were talking earlier, all of our podcasts somehow relate here and there right, and so. everywhere. And Elliot Ness was mentioned in the Great Lakes Brewing Company yes. episode. He was mentioned in the Cleveland the History, History Center. Center. And now he's being mentioned in the Lakeview Lake Cemetery. Cemetery. So again, all this little interconnection. And they also have Millionaire's Row. Yes, which we again we forgot to go to. And that's a home to John D. Rockefeller, the Severance family, and more. The Severance family, if for again, for people that don't live in the area, we have Severance Hall. Right. I was just going to say Severance Hall. We, we need to go there. I know. It's on the list. So, but that's another awesome site in Cleveland. Also kind of in that university circle area that we've been kind of hitting a lot yes. of. There are Moses Cleveland trees. Again, going back to Cleveland History Center, Cleveland is named after Moses Cleveland. Right. And these trees have been in Cleveland since Moses Cleveland settled in Cleveland in 1796. So it gives you a list of all of these trees that have been in this cemetery since he was here. And then it tells you all these different landmarks like the James A. Garfield Memorial, Wade Chapel, which we visited, the Veterans Section, the Northeast Ohio Regional Sewer District Flood Dam, which we also saw. We did see that. Now, I, I want to point out that it's most of these uh, buildings are not handicap friendly, but you can drive around this place and see everything. One thing that you forgot to mention. Daffodil Hill. Daffodil Hill. And that's something you definitely could drive around and see all the daffodils. Now you have to go the right time of year. And we went a little bit too late for Daffodil Hill. We were at the end of the season for it. But there is a hill that's part of this cemetery that is completely full of daffodils. So a lot of times you'll see people in the springtime who will literally go to the cemetery specifically just to take pictures of Daffodil Hill. Let's just say this too. It was not on the map. Heidi put in her GPS Daffodil Hill and it took us directly to Daffodil Hill. Yeah, within, it was telling us within the streets of the cemetery. Yes, because the cemetery does have street names. And it has different sections of grand monuments. There were actually like stone statues or stone angels. The, it's beautiful. It's very just beautiful. And, and peaceful. So you mentioned just walking through. One of the things that they do there at the cemetery is they do walking tours. So they do owl walking tour. They do a bat watching tour. They do bird watching tours. They do like half marathons in there. They do all kinds of different walking tours. They do meditations there. They do all kinds of different kind of events to capitalize on how big the cemetery is and to get people into the cemetery. While we were on our way to the Wade Chapel and where we parked, there were other people that I wanted to see. Yes. And Michael Stanley was one of them. Which was by this giant pond 
with a water fountain in it. Yes. It's beautiful. And there were ducks and little ducklings. Yes. When we parked, we actually saw a jukebox. Oh my goodness. And not a jukebox, a stone it, it, that was a jukebox was etched into it. Yes. And the first thing out of Heidi's mouth was, that has to be Michael Stanley. <laughs> and I was like, well, let's see. But I don't think that's it, according to the map. We go to look at the jukebox. It so happens that it's Alan Freed. Alan Freed was born in Cleveland. He was a, a radio DJ. He was a trailblazer for rock and roll through his radio shows, concerts, television shows, and movie appearances. Basically, he was like all rock and roll. And then on his headstone, which was the jukebox, there's all these rocks and rock and roll hall of fame bands. And it was it was just amazing. Yeah. So a lot of people came to pay their respect and left a lot of memorabilia behind in honor of Alan Freed. Just so we all are aware, he organized the world's first rock concert on March 21st, 1952 in Cleveland. Which is why the Cleveland is the home of, of the, the Rock, rock and, and Roll, Roll Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. I know a lot of people struggle with this and think it should be in New York or L.A. And, and actually, a lot of times Cleveland gets robbed from the induction ceremonies. Well, yeah, because the the induction this year is in L.A. Right. But really, the home of rock and roll started in Cleveland. Cleveland. And I was just thinking, this is why I had a little, my brain was wandering off, because the home of football started in Canton. And that's why it started here. Again, I say it in every episode, I feel like, because I'm reminded in every episode of why living in Northeast Ohio is so amazing, because we have all of this in our backyard where a lot of these things have started and originated from. Right. And we are so fortunate to have that kind of history behind us. Yes. And these places to visit. We haven't been to the Hall of Fame yet for rock and roll. Nope, not yet. That's on the list. We have so many places on our list to go to yet. Then we're moving up looking for Michael Stanley. There's, you know, roses. I was just going to say people left fresh roses on his grave. Yes, a fresh wreath right next to his. So then we go a little bit further and then there's like this walking path right alongside the pond. And there's all these beautiful benches and stones and everything. But one of them said... Please sit a while. Enjoy the view. It's on us. Yes. So, yeah, as as we're walking along the waterfront of the pond and right. seeing these benches, and they have some beautiful sayings on them. There's a statue of a, a, a beautiful woman reading a book. There I mean, was one headstone that was just a giant book. Yes. Remember? Or a giant book was on top of a headstone. Yeah. We, we got to Fannie, Fannie Mae Lewis has a bench right there by the water. Right. There's a bench with a quote from Abraham Lincoln. In the end, it's not the years in your life that count. It's the life in your years. That's a great motto. Absolutely. So we walk around the path and we get to the Wade Chapel. Chapel. Mm-hmm. So if we haven't convinced you enough to get to the cemetery to visit 
President Garfield's memorial or to see Daffodil Hill, I will tell you, Wade Chapel, to me, was worth going to just to go to Wade Chapel. Yes, absolutely. I was amazed. Yeah, there was a man who gave a really good demonstration of the things that you'll find in this chapel. This chapel, unlike the Garfield Memorial, is very sturdy. Yeah. And and I think so let's let's talk about who made this chapel yes. basically. So I think the whole gosh darn thing is made from Tiffany. Yes. So I'm like, "Oh, again, the art museum." Right. <laughs> so it's it, it was brought in in basically pieces. in pieces. He right. said it was like a puzzle to put it together. And it's stunning. So this whole chapel from floor to ceiling, wall to wall, is strategically telling a story. Yes. Put together by the pieces of the Tiffany glass. Yep. And there's a window at the head of the chapel that is... A couple different layers in there, too. Eight. Eight layers of glass. Oh, but I meant, like, of a story. So if you look at it head on... Oh, yes. You see one thing, but if you really look at the way it was designed, it was designed in a cross. Yes. And then there's a rainbow around the whole cross. The walls are also made of glass. Walking into the building on the left side of the wall, the oarsmen are going off to battle death, and the shields next to them represent the prophets. Each shield next to each oarsman represents a prophet. At the back of the boat is the angel of death. It's chained because death is not in charge. Uh, The admiral of the boat holds the law and represents the fear of the Lord. The next ten figures represent the Ten Commandments. The dove represents the Holy Spirit, which is kind of in the middle of the wall. And the hand points to the window. Oh, yes. So when you're talking about the glass, I just want to be clear to people like, Pieces of Tiffany glass were constructed into this artwork of what you just described. To me, I had to see it in person. Oh, you have to see it in person. And it's lit up. And it's not lit up from the sun outside or anything like that. It's lit up because of how the glass is placed in the window. Right. And he showed us when he shined a light on that window, say that you were looking at a pink flower... If he shined a light on it, it would turn purple. Right. Or another part might turn green if it was red. It it was quite amazing. Then there's another side wall. That wall itself has an angel that represents time, the grace of God, charity, and victory over death. They, They have acts of mercy being such clothe the naked feed the hungry noah is standing on the ark the angel is celebrating holy communion 
The shields next to the oarsmen represent the saints. I want to talk about the floor also. So the floor represents well, being in the water. Before you mention the floor, the, the bottom of the picture represents water. And then that carries through to the floor. And the pattern on the floor represents being in water. And it's continuous. It's continuous. And it has an end and a beginning. And then the the side of the pews have what's represented as an oarlock on the side of the pews. And it's made of mother of pearl. Yes. The pews are made of cedar of Lebanon wood. Um, he went on to tell us about the doors on mm-hmm. that building. Right. Which is also made from Tiffany. I want to mention that the Wade Chapel was erected in, in memory of Jephthah Wade by his grandson. Okay. And when it was made, his grandson said, build a building that will last 7,500 years. So... Each door weighs two ton, 4,000 pound, pounds, each door. Right. So they're, they're heavy. That building is in very good shape. Right. Very good shape. The Wade name is also important in Cleveland, too. There's Absolutely. another place. It's called uh, Wade Oval. It's a park. And before COVID, I don't know if they do it now, but before COVID, they used to do concerts in the park, and it was called Wade Oval Wednesdays. Yes. And they were free concerts in the park. So the Wade family, again, is a very prominent family in the city of Cleveland. Correct. And that's who this chapel was built for and dedicated to. Right. So like I said... Just standing there listening to this man talk and seeing the details in these walls. If we had just walked in there and that guy wasn't there, we wouldn't have noticed the details in the walls. Not at all. And if we had been there for like a service, we might have noticed some of the details, but we wouldn't have understood the whole story and everything that it was trying to represent. No, and he definitely told, like I got goosebumps. Yeah, he was very well spoken. Absolutely. Right. And and to be able to point out everything. Right. It, it was pretty remarkable. Yeah. I mean, it was a very interesting day. Again, if you're not from Cleveland, you may think that this is a very unconventional uh, podcast episode topic, but it was very enlightening. It was not at all depressing to be there. Oh, no. It was, it was a very... I don't know, relaxed and calming atmosphere, I'd say. And there were people everywhere. Yeah. Walking their dogs. I was petting everybody's dog. It was wonderful. There are bathrooms located on the property. There were were both outhouses as well as actual real bathrooms. But none of that is handicap accessible. No. And no changing tables either. No. There's no changing table. But there is running water and flush toilets in those bathrooms. I was surprised by that. But there's definitely a lot to see, a lot to take in. And like Tony said, they actually have a map of specific memorials or grave sites that maybe you want to visit or pay respects to 
if you're interested in doing that. But go to visit President Garfield's memorial and go to the Wade Chapel because they are definitely worth seeing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the idea that you can see a president's casket and pay respects to a president. Yeah. Now, James Garfield also has, which is on our list, his hometown that he grew up in, and that's on our list to visit as well, out in Mentor. So that's open for tours, too. So when, when we visited, there's a pamphlet to tell you that tells you where his birthplace was, where he attended school, the James A. Garfield National Historic Site. And then it tells you about the Lakeview Cemetery. And it gives you all the addresses of these places so that you can go and visit them. The state of Ohio is the birthplace of eight presidents. William Henry Harrison, Ulysses S. Grant, Rutherford B. Hayes, James A. Garfield, Benjamin Harris, William McKinley, William H. Taft, and Warren G. Harding. I think it's it's interesting that we have the eight presidents. We have all these female astronauts. We have, oh um, yeah, I mean a whole bunch of wonderful things. Michael Stanley, Alan Freed, Elliot Ness. Just think about it. Right. I don't think Elliot Ness was from Cleveland, though. Look, I don't care. He's buried here. He's buried here. He may not have been born he here, was here, but his resting place is here. That's that's what I'm saying. I think. No, I agree. It's it's all pretty remarkable. We should take a break. We should definitely take a break. All right, we'll take a break, and we will be back after these messages. Stay tuned. If you like this podcast, we ask that you like, follow, share, or leave a review. If you visit any of the places we've talked about, please let us know about your adventures on our social media pages. We look forward to your comments. Now let's get back to our adventures. I just want people to follow rules. Well, you know what? They don't do it here in the world nowadays. I don't know know if you noticed that. I have noticed. How many times have we been out and I'm like, look, they just went right through that red light. (laughs) Yes, that is true. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. I think I ran some red lights. Or maybe I didn't. I don't know if I did or didn't. Let me just tell you the story. So I was at Maggie's. Okay. It was my last day of work at my previous employer. And uh, I was at Maggie's celebrating. And I had plans to go to my sister's. So after I left Maggie's, I was going to my sister's house. And there's a light. And I stopped to check to see if there was any traffic coming. And I just went. I've done that before. Well, I was like, why did I do that? (laughs) Like, what is going on in my head right now? I hadn't been drinking. I don't know what the problem was. was You were on a high. A natural one from knowing that I was going to travel for three hours. I don't understand. From your celebrations of leaving your previous employment. Oh, that's what it was, yeah. You were in your head decorating your office. That's what you kept telling me. I'm I'm still in my head decorating my office. I was. I'm still yes. not done decorating my office, you know. There's yeah. still stuff in my car from my previous office. Oh my gosh, your car's still a mess? Yes. Do you still have all those wine bottles in your car? No. Oh, good. <laughs> no, now I have baby clothes in my car. 
So Tony's hosting a baby shower next weekend. Yes. Or this upcoming weekend, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday. Yes. It's Tuesday and Sunday's the baby shower. It's going to be exciting for you. It's going to be a great baby shower. I just can't wait for it to be over. Oh, I just met the baby coming. Oh, the baby coming. I can't wait. I mean, I can. Like, he's not ready yet. Right. So, yeah, anyways. All right. All right. So we were leaving the cemetery after we went to Daffodil Hill, where the daffodils were pretty much gone. And I think this was the first red light I might have ran. Almost <laughs> ran over some little kids. No, you, you had the right of way. I think the problem was I tried to go straight out of the cemetery and I was supposed to veer right, and I think those kids thought I was veering right. Yeah, you were supposed to take the hard right. So she went the wrong way, turned around. We ended up going back into the cemetery. Because the road we needed to originally do the hard right on, I couldn't make a left. Right. So we <laughs> then had to go through the cemetery. I swear, I feel like I had just gotten home from that vacation, and it was a long vacation. Yes. And I was struggling. I was struggling she with driving. <laughs> I was struggling with directions. I was really struggling. She lost some brain cells because of the altitude. I really think that that's true. And I think I'm still trying to catch up on all of it. <laughs> so we were driving down Murray Hill. Yeah. If you're not with familiar with what Murray Hill is, it's Little Italy in Cleveland. Right. And it's Mother's Day. So, yeah. So, you told me the night before, you're like, I'm afraid with it being Mother's Day, we're not going to be able to get in anywhere to eat. Right. And then we're leaving the cemetery and you're like, let's go to Little Italy. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, you just said it's Mother's Day. <laughs> Do you really think we're going to be able to get into Little Italy? And you're like, let's get a cannoli. I mean, once you said, let's get a cannoli, I was like, all right, I'm going to, let's see. Let's see if there's parking that I can find. We just wanted a cannoli. Yes. Needless to say, after many turnarounds and oh my gosh up and downs failed and, attempts yeah, we ended up we going. ended up on a wrong way street which was not <laughs> my fault because when i turned right there was an arrow on the road that was pointing in the direction that i had turned so i i was going according to the arrow but i look down the street and every car is parked in the oncoming right and there's do do not parking or do not enter signs yes and i'm like oh my god we are down the wrong way on the wrong street i just ran i think a red light almost ran some kids over now we're like going the wrong way down the wrong street i'm and then she pulls into this like private parking lot it was a gated yes. parking lot, and there was no room for maneuverability. Oh, my gosh. It was a mess. It, it was like, if you've ever seen Austin Powers, when he's trying to turn around. <laughs> it was. It was, like, not a three-point turnaround. It was like, er, 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 er. And, and then, then somebody's trying to come in. Yeah, then a resident is coming in. And I'm almost around, and Tony's like, why don't you keep going? Because I then reversed, and I went back towards the gate because the gate opened. And the guy's, like, yelling out the window at us. He was being very nice, though. He's like, just go through the gate. 
It was so funny. <laughs> oh my god. So we decided to leave Little Italy. <laughs> yeah, so then we're back in University Circle. We are not using any GPS at this point. We're just driving around. We're like, oh, we're back to University Circle and all the museums. We recognize where we're at. We should be able to navigate this. So but we still didn't know where we were going. We didn't know where we were going. That was the problem. That was a true problem. We did not know where we were, where we were going to go to eat. So I was like, let's just head back towards home and figure out where we're going to eat there. And Yes. But we didn't, like, pick a place. So then she's like, well, do I need to turn right or left here? I said, you need to turn left. And she was in the right-hand lane. <laughs> Anyways, she had to turn around again. (laughs) Oh my god, it was so stressful. So we actually stopped in a parking lot and she blocked somebody (laughs) in. (laughs) Yeah, so I just like stopped in a parking lot and we were like just parked and we're like looking of where to go. The guy never said anything to us. So I'm like, maybe I should park in an actual parking spot. This is taking a long time. As soon as I move, the reverse lights go on. I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) We're, like, blocking this man into the parking lot. So we decide to go to the Winking Lizard. Yeah. Well, you called and said, is there a wait? Well, I called and I said, um, do you take... Um, call ahead seating. Call ahead seating and they don't. They don't take reservations. Now, I should be a VIP because my be. son is a manager there. Right. <laughs> but I didn't say that. And I don't know that he would have pulled rank that day anyways. We barely saw him. Because they were busy. Oh, yeah. They were really... Well, and they're understaffed. Right. Which every place is understaffed. I get it. They said that there really isn't a wait. So go ahead. Come on in. And the Winking Lizard in Independence is where we came up with the idea for the podcast. Yes. Back where we started. Yes. Um, We get there. There's no wait. We got seated right away. And I asked if I could see my son. And we order... Spinach and artichoke dip. Spinach and artichoke We dip. did not get... No pretzels. Yeah. Brace yourself, I almost said. Yeah. Like, for Tony not to get a pretzel is shocking. Yeah. And I hadn't eaten up to that point, I don't believe. But anyways, so... And then I got also got buffalo chicken wrap. Oh, yeah. I picked that out for you. You did. And then I had that for lunch today because I've been thinking about it ever since. (laughs) Not from the Winking Lizard, but that's what I ordered for lunch today. What side did I get? The loaded fries. Oh, the loaded fries. Yes. I recommend the loaded fries. I think they're called preferred fries or something on their menu. preferred fries. Yes. Yeah. So what's on that? Nothing but goodness. There's bacon. and bacon. I mean. Right. I mean, what else do you need? Right. And I ordered, they had a Cinco de Mayo special. That ended that day. Yes. So I got a taco salad, which was really good. Yeah. It was really good. I was very happy with the taco salad. I was very happy with it. We each got drinks. Yes. I had two drinks and it was a little too much for me. (laughs) You had two like... Lemonades. They were two different kinds of lemonade drinks. And I had a lemonade drink, I feel like. You did. I had a blueberry one. You had like a raspberry one. I had a raspberry one and then a pink lemonade one, I think it was called. 
It was too much because I had to go home and take a nap after. <laughs> Seriously, two drinks is way too much for me. You know this. I do. So when I was in Peru, I ordered, which they had on the menu. It was lemonade with Tito's vodka. And I was like, they can't really screw that up, right? Everybody else got their drink. So there was these complicated drinks that were called Pisco Sours. People ordered those. There was somebody else who got, I don't know if she got like a mudslide or something. I don't know. But I'm like, man, like I feel like they would just have to like pour some lemonade and pour a shot of Tito's and my drink should come. My drink came last. I took a sip. First of all, my drink was green. It was green. And I took a sip and I'm like, hmm, it tastes like cactus. And Paul's like, you've never had cactus. How do you know what cactus tastes like? (laughs) And so my friend Jackie took a sip and she was like, cactus. It tastes like cactus. (laughs) And then Paul took a drink and he's like, yep, (laughs) it tastes like cactus. I did not drink that drink. It was really weird. It literally left like a cactusy aftertaste. A, a prickly, a prickly yeah. aftertaste. Yes, it really did. I think it maybe was lemongrass. I don't know. I don't know what the hell it was, but it was not country time lemonade <laughs> <laughs> or even fresh squeeze like I prefer. It was not any of that. It was green and cactusy. <laughs> It was really bizarre. I'm sorry you had that experience. So the drink that I had at Winking Lizard, the blueberry lemonade. I thought it was blackberry. Oh, maybe I had a blackberry. Was much better. Yeah, I wanted to taste it. Oh, you could have. Well, I was afraid to because it was really red. Oh, they probably used real berries. Mm. That's what I took it as. I was too scared. I don't think it was artificial flavoring. It didn't taste like that at all to me. No. It tasted fresh, yeah. If you had asked, I would have indulged. I I was okay. Yeah. After especially I had two drinks, so in the summertime I like to make lemonade, like fresh squeezed lemonade, and then sometimes I'll buy like blueberries or blackberry and like muddle that in. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll add my own vodka to that too. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, we can have those. We can in the summer. Oh, that sounds wonderful. So we are approaching the more warm months. Instead of our chocolate martinis, we can have the lemon drop martinis. That's That'll, that'll be wonderful. I, I don't love, like blueberries. Oh, I don't have to put those in. I'm just letting you know. I love lemon drop martinis. Let's do it. Yes. Okay. My mouth is watering now. <laughs> I love lemon anything. We didn't get dessert. At Winking Lizard. We didn't, but Heidi was generous enough to buy some dessert for our server. There was a table next to us, a family, and there was an older woman, probably the mother or grandmother of the table, and everybody ordered meals, but I noticed that this woman literally just got this piece of, I thought it was cheesecake, I wasn't sure what it was, but she got what looks like something I wanted. Yes. And so I asked our server, I said, can you please tell me what that woman is eating? (laughs) And 
I didn't, I just, I was like, I'm not going to get it, even though I really wanted it. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy it for you because I feel like one of us should get to eat it. Yes. So I bought it for our server. And she was like, oh my gosh, are you sure? (laughs) She was very happy that Heidi bought her a piece of pie. It was peanut butter pie. It was peanut butter pie and it looked delicious. So I did not see it. So I'm glad. I feel like we should tell people what the Winking Lizard is. Again, if you're not from Ohio, you should know what the Winking oh, yeah. Lizard is. And you should definitely visit a Winking Lizard. Yeah. So it's kind of like a bar restaurant atmosphere. Yes. And they have fresh popcorn that's always popped. So while you're waiting for your table, you can always get a bag of popcorn, which I think is really cool. Right. Each location, there's several locations in Northeast Ohio. Each location has an actual lizard inside a glass case that you can actually look and kind of observe what the lizard is doing. Yes. And at this location, his name is Pickles. Oh, I didn't know they had names. Yes. I love Pickles. Yeah. I love that as a name. They specialize in a lot of beers. So they have paper menus and they have a list of all the beers that they serve. And you can actually do a tour. Yes, that's what I was getting to. Okay. So, no, you can talk. No, you can elaborate on that. Have you ever done the tour? I don't like beer. Okay. <laughs> so I think it's good to kind of, again, kind of like those samples or flights where you can kind of experience and taste different kinds of beers. And you can do the tour at any of their locations. So you pay $20 to sign up. You receive a physical tour card that is a unique tour number that will track your progress. The location you sign up will be considered your home store, and this is where your prizes will be available for pickup when earned. While discovering and drinking craft beers, you will earn credits that are good towards some cool prizes. Credits can be earned at all Winking Lizard taverns. You have the calendar year to add credits to your tour. Oh, you have to finish 50 beers, you get a tote bag. 100 beers, you get a zip-up sweatshirt. 150 beers, a Winking Lizard hoodie sweatshirt. And then you also have an optional donation choice, one to give back to a great organization. Instead of receiving your coat, Winking Lizard will make a donation to coats for kids in the amount of $50. So it's just a different way to drink and try different beers so they've got beers in bottles beers on tap they've got all kinds of different beers so every time you go there you basically you get checked off towards your 50th beer your 100th beer or your 150th beer but every time you go it has to be a different beer you can't drink the same 50 beers over and over again correct it's kind of it makes things kind of interesting. You can keep track on their paper menu of what all their beers are, and then on the other side of that menu is their bourbon menu, their whiskey menu, yes. all of those goodies. So they have a full bar with lots of different options for you to try. They also have lots of TVs. Yes. And I believe they do the NFL Sunday tickets or at least they did before COVID. And the Independence location also has a patio. The Brunswick location has a patio too. And I believe the one downtown does. So maybe they all have a patio. My favorite location is the Independence location. Because the view of the city there is spectacular. It really is. The view of the city is pretty spectacular. You're like on top of a hill and it's it's just wonderful. 
They have another location in Peninsula where you can actually ride the Cuyahoga Valley Railroad, which is also another stop on our tour eventually. And you can get off the railroad in Peninsula and you can eat at the Winking Lizard or you could ride your bike, things like that. But that location is on the rail line. So there's a lot of different Northeast Ohio locations. So they have locations in Macedonia, Peninsula, Independence, Bedford Heights, Beechwood, Copley, Brunswick, Lakewood, and Mayfield. I know at the Independence location, they have a little arcade room. And I think they have party rooms too there. So you can also join their Lizard Nation, receive updates on discounts, loyalty, rewards, and more. And they sell things like hamburgers and wings. But they also sell this really good chicken teriyaki dinner that I've gotten there a couple of times. They sell pizza. They they serve a lot of different salads, foods, yeah, salads, wraps. And they do, like I mentioned about the Cinco de Mayo thing, I think each month they do a shot of the month, a drink of the month, and then they do do some sort of specialized menu per the holiday or season that we're in. Yeah, they have, yeah. Because I've done like Mardi Gras meals there before. Sure. And then they have uh, usually a special like on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's, you know, certain days of the week. Oh, yeah, they do. It really is a good location to go to. Absolutely. I enjoy it every time I go, so. Right. Yeah, so we went to the Winking Lizard. Do you have anything else you wanted to talk about, Tony? I'm not just promoting it because my son works there. I used to go all the time. I don't go as frequently as I do now, but I used to go all the time. I I did too. I will tell you the Independence location is is usually very busy and it's not often that I go where I don't have to wait. Yeah. And I know the manager. <laughs> yes. So, like I said, not a conventional place for us to go in the beginning of the episode, but it was still a great day. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. We had a good time. It had all the elements of the Heidi and Tony Explore Cleveland podcast, the driving mishaps, (laughs) the laughter, the good times, and just the learning, learning more about Cleveland. Right. I honestly had no idea we were going to see the caskets of the president. I just thought that we were going to learn a little bit about the president. I didn't realize we were going to see like. Yeah, no, I didn't know that either. The actual physical cactus. 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 Oh, gosh, you can't get that cas- cactus. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Casket. I didn't think we were going to see that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, another great adventure. Yet again. Thank you for all of our support. Yes. For those of you listening. Another shout out to Morgan and Mandy. Yes. Hey, let us know that you're listening. We'll we'll shout out to you too. Right. Um, you know, send us a message on social media or reach out via email, whatever you want to do. We'll give you a shout out on our podcast. As always, thanks for listening. Until next time. Heidi and Tony Explore Cleveland was created and produced by Heidi Johnson and Tony Gambino. Please contact us if you are a listener and have suggestions of where we should go next.
or if you're a local business and you would like us to visit and share our experience, please email us at exploringclevelandht at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to the content creators and not the business, organization, affiliates, or their employees. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. All rights reserved.